Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. This is episode 31. We've got lots to talk about. We're going to talk a lot about the week that was tech basketball, the good, the good and the bad. Not a lot of ugly, honestly, but just, you know, a little bit of bad that we're going to talk about. Uh, We're going to do a little bit of a wrap up on uh, college football and uh, give you my thoughts about uh, kind of what college football needs to do. And then we're going to do some preview of both the Cowboys and the Chiefs game. And then I'm going to give you my overall predictions about the NFL playoffs, who I think will be making the Super Bowl. And then we'll have some uh, listener questions. And we will end with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So let's start off with some tech basketball. And since I've recorded, I, uh, last Saturday I was recording right at the beginning of the uh, Tech-Kansas game, um, and they were actually winning at that point. And since I've recorded, Tech has, has played four games, ended up going three and one. We're going to um, kind of talk about them in chronological order, give you my thoughts, and kind of then give you my thoughts about um, the the direction that they're going to be uh, going after uh, today's game. So um, they won on Saturday against Kansas. Very impressive performance. Um, you know, Bryson Williams, he loves to play Kansas, um, apparently. Um, when he was at UTEP, when they played Kansas, he um, went off, I think, for like 30 points and was the leading scorer last Saturday um, at the Kansas game. And then uh, Clarence Nadolny played a fantastic game as well, Tech was able to get the win um, against Kansas, um, which, you know, if you listened to last week's podcast, I I had said that um, I, you know, it, I wouldn't have been surprised if Tech had started off 0-3, um, and I wouldn't be hitting the panic button because they were playing, you know, a pretty uh, rough uh, first three uh, games, and boy, uh, I'm, I'm glad to be wrong because, you know, they beat Kansas Saturday, that was a, that was a, uh, Great surprise. Um, they looked really good. And again, they were doing this without uh, both Kevin McCuller and uh, TJ Shannon. And really looked impressive. Then we get to Tuesday. And so Tuesday, they're going to go down to Waco. They're going to play at number one Baylor, who was undefeated, defending national champions. And honestly, this was another game. You know, I felt like after the Kansas game, you know, Tech's playing with some house money. And so, you know, my, my feeling and attitude was it's going to be a tough game to win, but if they could somehow find a way uh, to get it done, then, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it'd be a good thing. We'll see. I, I wasn't really – I didn't have a lot of hope, honestly, that Tech would um, would get the win. But, you know, and, and especially at the beginning of Tuesday night's game against Baylor – um, Baylor was up, I think at one point oh, at 15 and, you know, it didn't look good, but, you know, tech continued uh, in the first half to chip away at their lead. And eventually, you know, they were able to pull it out. They played a fantastic, uh, second half shut Baylor down and they got the victory and knocked off number one Baylor in Waco, extremely impressive win. Um, Baylor, you know, Baylor is a very good team. Um, they are definitely as advertised and, you know, Tech played a heck of a game on Tuesday against them. Um, what was really fun about that game is if you uh, there's a lot of video on Twitter and you can even hear it on the on the television broadcast, but lots of Tech fans were at the game and lots of Red Raider fans and, 
you know, just it's it it's interesting to me, but it's also quite baffling to me that so many uh, you know t- Baylor's had such a success um, in in men's basketball the last few years, but their attendance certainly would not show that. Um, you know, in fact, Monday night there were still tickets for sale for this Tech Baylor game uh, as low as six dollars. Um, which if you know if you if you live in and around Lubbock and you're trying to buy tickets to tech basketball games, you're not going to be able to buy six dollar tickets for any game. I mean, not even in the non-conference season are you buying six dollar tickets to go see them play Alabama State or you know Prairie View A and M. But just just amazing um, to see with that. You know, maybe that's why Baylor is going to uh, um, Baylor's going to have to you know, kind of figure out what they're going to do, um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. I guess that's why they're getting a smaller arena. So anyway, ex- bottom line, extremely um, impressive victory, you know, um, and very, uh, th- I think that was definitely the moment where a lot of people kind of sat up and, and said, you know, this this tech team might be for real, you know, at two and one and, you know, then you know there was certainly the the um, challenge of of not being let down on Thursday. They were having to play you know uh, their third game of the week against Oklahoma State, and you know Oklahoma State past few years has been has been a bit of a challenge for Tech, and you know Tech's not always played their best against Oklahoma State. They came out on fire. Oklahoma State made a little bit of a comeback, was able to tie it up, and then, you know, Tech just pulled away, and then they won by, I think it was like 21 points. Um, It looked extremely impressive. Um, You know, it was just a great game, and so they were 3-0, and then they went into this week's, uh, uh, today's game against Kansas State, and, you know, I I felt like this could be a danger zone game. It was an 11 a.m. start at Kansas State. Kansas State for the first time in several weeks was going to be at full strength and so uh unfortunately it was a trap game for Tech you know Tech uh came out on the short end of the stick you know they did get TJ Shannon back but you know he felt all sorts of out of sorts today in this game um you know hopefully you know we're working the kinks out in today's game with him and then uh, with Iowa State, you know, he's ready to kind of be back. Um, we'll see. But, you know, yeah, just a frustrating game today. You know, Kansas State played a heck of a game. Um, real, you know, real impressive. You know, Kansas State, they were winless in the Big 12 coming into this game. They're in last place in the Big 12. And so, you know, from people that don't pay attention to the Big 12, they look at what happened today and they say, oh, wow, Tech lost in last place. And you saw some of those bozos, you know, on social media you know, melting down about this game. Kansas State is a lot better than their record indicates. And, you know, I said this last week um, with Kansas State. You know, this is a team that, you know, their their record is very deceptive. And this is a team that if you were to put them in any other conference, and I do mean even um, another Power 5 conference, they would be middle of the pack. And so, you know, I definitely feel that way about Kansas State. And, you know, I think they're very talented and, yeah, rough loss for Tech. But, again, you know, to go 3-1 and one, and you're beating two teams that most 
bracket experts who are, were projecting at the beginning of this week, and probably still are, as number one seeds, that's extremely impressive for Tech. And so, you know, you got to regroup. Well, you got Iowa State Tuesday, and then you got West Virginia next Saturday, both at home. Both are going to be tough outings, um, but, you know, definitely, you know, this just shows Big 12, it's, it's a fight every week. And, you know, there were definitely people, you know, certainly the, the social media crowd kind of melting down. Oh, this is embarrassing. It's over, blah, blah, blah. You know, I hate losing. I'm disappointed that Tech lost, but I don't think it's over. You know, you're you're not going – first of all, they had already lost a game at Iowa State, but you were not going to go undefeated the rest of the way in the Big 12. That's just <laughs> – that's not going to happen. Um, you know, so – I, you know, I, I just that was not going to be a you know a situation that uh, was was going to happen there. So, um, but anyway, uh, hope everybody, hope everybody, you know, doesn't get down on this tech team. It's there's still a lot to play for. Obviously, we're in January, and if you're still feeling down about tech, at least we're not the University of Texas, who you know they they laid a big fat egg last Saturday against Oklahoma State, and um, there was all sorts of drama, Austin Media, this week. And, of course, they had to take shots at Lubbock, you know, saying things like, well, Chris Beard, you can't do this, and you can't do this in Austin. You might be able to get away with this stuff in Lubbock, you know, like we're some backwoods hicks, uh, but, you know, whatever. And then they, then they followed up today losing to Iowa State. Now, yeah, Tech lost to Iowa State, but Tech also lost to Iowa State with only seven players on the court. Uh, for the entire game. So a little bit different situation there. Also, UT had a bad week when, um, when last Sunday night, Jalen Tyson announced that he's coming to Tech. And let me give you a little bit of background. Those of you that uh, are don't know the Jalen Tyson story. So Jalen Tyson, uh, he was recruited by Beard last year when Beard was still at Tech before he stabbed us in the back at the Plainview McDonald's. Um, and so Jalen Tyson was committed to come to Tech, and once old uh, Judas Country Club jumped ship and went to um, you know UT, Jalen Tyson pretty quickly uh, decommitted from Tech, committed to Texas, and you know that sounds like oh the story's over then. Well, not so fast. Um, Jalen Tyson a couple weeks ago he announces that he is entering the transfer portal. Um, and you know, obviously that didn't work out with beard in Austin, but I mean, who'd want to, who'd really want to work out, uh, in Austin anyway, to be honest with you. And last Sunday night, Jalen Tyson announces he's coming to tech. And not only is Jalen Tyson coming to tech, he, he was at the game last Thursday, um, you know, Thursday night. So he's enrolled at tech. He's in Lubbock. He's practicing with the team. I mean, what a what a turnaround, what a 180 turnaround. Um, and, you know, again, the problems continue today uh, with the UT losing to, uh, to Iowa State. So it's just interesting, you know, again, they really thought, and I think, I think Beard really thought this too, that he was going to be able to jump in to the situation at Texas and it was going to be easy pickings to win, win big, win often. And he's having some of the same problems that Shaka Smart had, Rick Barnes had um, at Texas, and 
by and large, their fan base doesn't really care about basketball. I mean, they're having to beg fans, you know, to show up, you know, whereas, you know, you tune in a Thursday night game at Oklahoma State, I mean, uh, with Tech and, you know, student section wild and rowdy and wooly, and I fully expect they're going to be like that Tuesday and uh, this next Saturday when West Virginia comes into town. So um, got some problems there, Mr. Beard, and I really don't feel sorry for you because you kind of brought it on yourself. So, and we got Mark Adams. You know, we got the upgrade. We we have the guy that's the secret to all of the beard success. No middle defense, everything. And you know, we, we lost today, but you know, I fully have confidence they're going to rebound this week and and uh, literally and figuratively rebound. And I think we're, uh, I think they'll be back to their winning ways. So, so let me do a little bit of a wrap up on. Oh, well, by the way, breaking news. Hold on one second. I think it's a breaking breaking news. Oh, looks like Oklahoma State is fighting it out with Baylor. Kind of interesting situation there. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, Anyway, that would be an interesting, uh, interesting uh, win. Kind of double-edged sword for Tech. Um, kind of maybe hurts their hurts their credibility with the win against Baylor. But you know, Tech just ended up whipping whipping Baylor by or not Baylor ended up whipping Oklahoma State by twenty one points um, in the last game. So it's the Big Twelve. It's gonna be gonna be knockdown drag out every night, and there is no gimmies in the Big Twelve. So. Let's talk a little bit of college football wrap up. Um, you know, congratulations! Congratulations goes to Georgia. They forty-one years—that's a long time between national championships—but they were able to get it done against um, Alabama. I'm going to be really honest with you. I watched very little of this game. Um, it was not appealing to me at all. Um, I just didn't care to be honest with you. I mean, it's fun that Alabama lost, and kind of cool for Georgia to kind of win it you know they they had had some close calls last few years but for them to finally break through um but yeah I was uh you know I didn't watch much of it and you know I, I college football's got a problem and the ACC Big Ten and Pac-12 are in denial of the problem um you know that there is talk of playoff expansion the SEC was on board with playoff expansion. The Big 12 was on board with it, playoff expansion. But these three quote-unquote alliance leagues are blocking it, and that's not a good thing. Um, we're going to continue to see probably SEC dominating. Um, you know, you look at the recruiting classes this year, you know, your top five bunch of SEC schools, unfortunately one of them is Texas A&M. That'd be the worst thing in the world to see them in a national championship game. So, you know, I'll root for anybody against them um, other than Texas. I'll say that. Um, but anyway, um, you know, I think playoff expansion, you're you're allowing more teams the opportunity to have some hope to get into the playoffs in the first place. You know, the Pac-12 has not had a playoff team since 2015, and I don't think they're going to have one anytime soon unless – you know, Lincoln Riley can quickly turn around USC because I don't think the other schools really care that much about football. Um, you know, the Big Ten, it's Ohio State, Michigan. 
this year, but there's not a lot there either. And then the ACC, it's been Clemson or bust. You know, I mean, at least the Big 12 is cognizant enough to know they're not getting in the playoffs when it's a four-team playoff fairly often either. And so, you know, kudos. I mean, Bob Bowles, I don't think it's Bob Bowles. We make, you know, thinking that maybe it's, you know, other people, but because I think sometimes Bob Bowles, he's not all all there. Um, But, you know, kudos to the Big 12 for actually getting it and realizing that, hey, we need we need to expand if we want to have any hope of our programs, our conference getting in the playoffs, especially as Texas and Oklahoma depart. Um, it's going to be even more difficult for the Big 12 um, to make a, make a four-team playoff. So I don't know what's going to happen, um, but at this point, they don't look like they're going to be expanding. So, folks, I'd expect more years of SEC versus SEC and really boring semifinal games. But it, but by golly, we got to protect the Rose Bowl sunset on New Year's Day. I mean, that's literally what we're protecting here. And, you know, stupid is what it is. Maybe when the Pac-12 falls apart, we can kind of revisit this and have playoff expansion. But right now, the ACC, Pac-12, Big Ten seem to be content with uh, – with walking, you know, walking down, uh, drowning themselves in a in a lake. So, I, you know, I don't know what to what to say about that. But anyway, the that's kind of my wrap up on football. I probably won't talk a lot about football next few months. Um, you know, unless there's some big tech tech newsworthy uh, items uh, coming into place, recruits or stuff like that. You know, like I said, I hope to go to the spring game. It'll be in April sometime um and you know kind of give you my thoughts although you know i'll tell you right now you know spring games uh there's not a lot you can necessarily glean from the spring game it's just kind of kind of good to get out there kind of see things but anyway so um let's talk some nfl so i'm going to preview the the two big games for my two teams and then i'll give you my initial uh predictions for the playoff um so Tomorrow afternoon, the Cowboys got a big game playing the 49ers. And if you know anything about Cowboys history, one of the biggest thorns in the side of the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs is the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't think tomorrow is going to be any different. I think it's going to be a pretty tough game. Pretty interesting game going on. You know, the San Francisco has been a pretty hot team as of late. Real impressed with that victory against the Rams, by the way, last week. Um, so it's gonna be t- it's gonna be a tough game, and um, it's I think it's gonna come down to the end. Here's gonna be my prediction. I'm I'm going with my heart, and I'm kind of going with a little bit of my gut, but more of my heart. I think the Cowboys pull it out. Um, I think. Very well, you could see a field goal to win it or some sort of late defensive stop, and the Cowboys are able to make enough plays to win. I really, really hope so. I really don't want the 49ers to win, um, but that's kind of I'm going with my gut here. And then Sunday night, we got the Chiefs and the Steelers. 
most people saying that uh, it's going to be a pretty big breeze for the Chiefs. You know, the, these two teams met uh, a couple weeks ago. It was, uh, I think it was the day after Christmas, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it was the day after Christmas. Um, and, I mean, the Chiefs ran away with it. It was so bad, the game, that CBS switched off to another game, which I hate when they do that, especially when it's the Chiefs. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like it was um, a few weeks ago. Um, I think the Steelers are going to bring their A game. I, but I do think ultimately, I think the Chiefs do win by um, by at least a two possession score. Um, I think this is a good warm up for the. For, this is a good matchup for the uh, Chiefs. Um, I, but I, and I do ultimately think they pull it out tomorrow night. So hopefully, I'm right. Um, especially with the Chiefs for or with the Cowboys 49ers. I just oh please 49ers don't win. I can't deal with that. So let's talk about NFL predictions as far as the rest of the playoff um situation. And I'm pulling it up. And uh full disclosure, we're we're halfway, we're basically in the third quarter of the Raiders Bengals game. So, you know. I'm I'm kind of uh, some people would say I'm kind of hedging my bets here with the with the situation with this game uh, with with the playoffs since it's already started. So I, I'm going. You know, it looks like the Bengals may pull this out, which I would have said full disclosure in that game. I probably would have picked the Raiders just because um, history has not been. On the Bengals side, I think this is a very good Bengals team. Uh, certainly, you know they they took it to Kansas City a couple weeks ago, um, in the in uh, you know against against them. Um, but you know they've they've looked impressive. You know Joe Burrow looks to be, you know maybe I don't want to say the real deal, but he's looking to looking to be you know a pretty solid uh, solid quarterback. So I'll, I'll hold off on. Uh, making any predictions on that game since it's halfway through, but very impressive uh, performance so far by the Bengals. You know, good for them. Uh, you know, they've they've been snake bit in a lot of lot of ways last couple of years. With the uh, you know they had Carson Palmer, uh, who really solid quarterback, and you know before he got injured, you know Andy Dalton was a pretty good quarterback, and there was just a couple times they just they shot themselves in the foot in the playoffs and could not could not get it done um so you know we'll see what happens tonight is going to be a fun game i think it's unless you're at the game because it's supposed to be cold as cold can be um you got the bills versus the patriots i'm really looking forward to this game i think this is going to be a fun game um you know i'm going to go with the bills tonight i think the bills the playoff experience that the bills have over the patriots and again that sounds weird because we're talking about the six-time Super Bowl champion Patriots, but we're in a situation now where that's not the that's not the Patriots that we uh, we know anymore. They're they're different. They're a different breed now. With the uh, you know Mac Jones doesn't have the experience, obviously. That you know, uh, good lord, I just I'm having a brain fart with the the quarterback. <laughs> The quarterback for the Bills. I mean, the Bills went on an AFC Championship run last year, so I, I'm I'm picking the Bills for the uh, for the win tonight. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty uh, pretty fun game to watch, pretty solid game. So, and then we've got tomorrow's games. We start off with the Eagles and the Bucks. 
and I think the Bucks will easily win this game. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I, you know, I know the Bucks are having issues. You know, they had the whole Antonio Brown with that wild scene a couple weeks ago, and there's some injuries. But I think that I, you know, they still have Tom Brady, and I think they're going to do enough to be. I mean, I'm not real impressed with the Eagles anyway. I think they'll win. So I think Buccaneers win tomorrow. I already told you. I'm going with heart more maybe than head here, and I'm going to pick the Cowboys to beat the 49ers. Please beat them. I'm begging you. Um, and then Sunday night, I'm picking the Chiefs to beat the Steelers. Let's talk about Monday night's game. Monday night's game, first time we're going to have a Monday night football game, and I got a little bit of mixed uh, mixed emotions about that, uh, having a Monday night game. But, you know, kind of fun. You know, we got a holiday coming up, Martin Luther King Day. So, you know, it'd be fun to watch and watch a Monday night game. Uh, so we're going to have the Rams at the Cardinals, um, Monday night football. And, you know, Cardinals, they first eight weeks of the season, they could do no wrong. Everything was going right for them. And then they start to fall apart. And I feel bad for it. I, I you know, I still respect Cliff Kingsbury. I know didn't end well at Tech, but, you know, Cliff is such a classy guy. Um, but, you know, it just – bad fall apart here at the end of the season and yeah I know the Rams lost last week um, against the 49ers but I still think the Rams are going to pull this one out um, on Monday night so I, I do see the Rams winning and advancing to the divisional round so let's talk divisional round after that so we would end up with the uh, Chiefs taking on why is it saying oh that's why Sorry. So we would end up with the Titans in my predictions taking on the Bills, and then we have Chiefs and Bengals. Titans and Bills, that's going to be a fun game. You know, that was at the, at the beginning of my season, uh, beginning of the season, my predictions were that that was going to be our AFC championship game, Titans and Bills. You know, both teams had some pretty frustrating losses, but credit the Titans. You know, the Titans were able to put it together and get themselves um, into into the number one seed. I think they beat the Bills here um, and advanced to the AFC Championship game. The second game in the AFC Divisional round, if my predictions hold, we're going to have Chiefs versus Bengals. Rematch, this time at Arrowhead. I think the Chiefs pull it out. Um, I think the Bengals are the toughest matchup wise for the Chiefs, but I, you know, I'm I, experience. I think is going to win out here, and I, th- I think the, I think the Chiefs win it against the Bengals here. So that that sets up an AFC Championship game of the Chiefs and the Titans. Let's talk about the NFC bracket and. With my predictions, we would have the Patriots taking on the sorry, I'm looking at the bracket and I'm making sure I'm projecting right. And I'm wrong. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm wrong. Local new I'm as bad as KCBD. Let's go back to the AFC turt thing because I'm misreading it. Okay. So if my predictions hold true, we would have Titans and Bengals. Bills and Chiefs, and th- this may change some things. By the way, I-, I think the Titans still win. 
We've got Chiefs versus the Bills in the divisional round. Um, I think the Bills probably beat the Chiefs in this situation. Um, that hurts me to say, um, but I just I think number one history is not necessarily on the side of the Chiefs. It's very difficult to go to four straight AFC Championship games. It's extremely difficult to go to three straight Super Bowls. I think the Chiefs have the ability to do that, but I, I think you can get to a point where you run out of gas, and I think they're going to run out of gas against the Bills. And so we set up Titans and Bills in the AFC Championship game. Now let's talk NFC Championship game. If my predictions hold, you have Packers at the uh, you have the Rams going to play at the Packers, and then you would have the Cowboys taking on the Bucks. Um, so this is probably my biggest swing um, and bold prediction here, but. I think the Rams beat the Packers. I just still, and and I know people say this is a different Aaron Rodgers Packers team. I don't trust the Packers to perform in the playoffs when it counts. And so I'm picking the Rams in the upset. And then in the other one, Cowboys Bucks. This is where it gets interesting because the Cowboys have not advanced past the divisional round since the 1996 playoffs. I think the Buccaneers, and you know these two teams played earlier in the year, and the Cowboys should have won the game. Um, our kicker missed some bad kicks. I'm picking the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm picking the Cowboys. This may be more of a heart pick than anything. And honestly... I think the 49ers have a better chance of beating the Cowboys and the Bucks would in the division round. If the Cowboys can find a way to beat the 49ers, I think they can win the, the divisional round and get themselves to the NFC Championship. And so we'd have Rams and Cowboys in the NFC Championship and then the Bills and Titans in the AFC Championship. AFC Championship, I think the Titans win. I think the Titans uh, will advance to the Super Bowl. And then we get into an interesting one here. Rams and Cowboys. Do I really dare do it? It's going to be at Dallas. At Jerry World. I picked the, I'm picking the Cowboys. I am picking the Dallas Cowboys after 20 Six long years, I'm picking them to win the NFC Championship against the Rams. This may be one of the dopiest picks I've ever made, but I just feel like if, and again, I, I may, and maybe I'm hedging my bets here, I think if they can get past the 49ers, I'm not as afraid of the Bucks and the Rams as I am of the 49ers. If they can get past the 49ers, I think the breakthrough is going to happen and they go to the Super Bowl. And so I'm going with it. This may I may feel like an idiot this time tomorrow, but I'm going with it. And so this would set up Super Bowl 56. Titans 
and Cowboys. If it's Titans and Cowboys, I'm going to make an assumption about the Titans. I think Derrick Henry comes back. And as difficult and as much as I love the Cowboys, I think the Titans are better than the Cowboys. And so I think in this scenario, your Super Bowl 56 champions would be the Tennessee Titans. That's what I'm predicting. I got to tell you, if the Cowboys make the Super Bowl, even if they lose, I would be elated because it's been 26 long years. I'm going to be elated, honestly, if they can get past the divisional round because they haven't done that in 26 years. So that's my predictions. Um, So I'm going with a Titans-Cowboys Super Bowl with the Tennessee Titans winning it. Um, MVP, Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry comes back and... You know, this is his, his, you know, one final run. So that's my prediction. We'll see what happens. You know, again, I've, you know, I've, I've been listening to my past podcasts lately and I've made some wild and wooly weird stuff. I thought Tech wasn't going to go into a bowl game in late October. And not only do they go, they won the bowl. So take it for what it's worth. It may, I may be completely way off base. So. Anyway, uh, it'll be fun, though, to watch the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl. And it's going to feel weird to have the Super Bowl in mid-February, but, you know, it'll be fun. Anyway, so we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to take some listener questions. And welcome back to the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, It's now time for listener questions. And again, the, the best way for you to ask me any listener questions is to follow me on Twitter, on the official Twitter of The Chris Carpenter Show, which is at The C-Carp Show. And, you know, I usually post a few hours before I record my podcast. You can um, reply to that tweet, or you can also DM me, and we can uh, I'll answer your questions. So we've got Alan. Um, he has an NBA question this week. And which is this is going to be a bit of an adventure, by the way, because I have not been following the NBA, especially the last few years. His question is, when will LeBron and the Lakers turn up the intensity and get back to winning? Well, my answer to that question is hopefully never <laughs> for a variety of reasons. But can't stand the Lakers, can't stand LeBron. Maybe when China tells LeBron to turn up the intensity, they will because he tends to he tends to really listen to China. So <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully never. Guys, I you know, I could not tell you who is even doing well in the NBA right now. Uh maybe the Warriors, are they doing well? I don't I know the Bucks won the NBA title last year um because I was for the Bucks cuz Darvin Ham coaches um there. Um but yeah, I to be to be completely honest with you, I pay very little attention to um, the NBA for a variety of reasons. For one reason, the product, I'm just not impressed by it. It's no defense. I don't like the building of super teams. It makes it to where you've got not very many teams that 
have a legitimate chance of winning. I used to be a big Mavs fan, you know, when Dirk was there. But, you know, honestly, Mark Cuban, he he really screwed up um, with with Dirk. The, it, to me, it's inexcusable that they only won one uh, NBA title when you had Dirk. And the reason they only won one NBA title is because Mark Cuban didn't really know how to build a team. And so we ended up with, you know, all sorts of, you know, just scrubs, some some of them, um, basically, that, you know, kind of came in, came into play and, you know, scrubs and Dirk, you know, and I feel sorry for Dirk, by the way, that, you know, he had to basically hit the height of his career, you know, only was able to get one championship and it wasn't his fault. It was Mark Cuban. And he's kind of doing that to Luka. You know, Luka Doncic is a heck of a player, but, you know, Mark Cuban doesn't know how to build a team around him. So couldn't tell you. Anyway, I got a couple more questions. We got Michael from Alexandria. Michael from Alexandria has an interesting question about the um, college basketball season and who I see potentially being some surprises going in and what I've been surprised by in this college basketball season. Um, number one surprise that I that I have is Michigan, and it's not a good surprise. Um, you know, Michigan was extremely highly ranked to start the season, and they're awful. Um, you know, they are just – not what not what everybody thought they were going to be um you know i don't i don't know if this is a situation of juan howard's not working out or you know what what exactly is going on but yeah um michigan is definitely my not so good surprise um so far my big surprise probably is going to be iowa state um i know iowa state you know, they, they had that hot start, and they got their second Big 12 win today against uh, Country Club Chris Beard. But, um, you know, still very impressive. And, um, you know, they were – I mean, they've been awful last few years in the Big 12. And, you know, I think they've got certainly a very good chance um, to get themselves into the NCAA tournament. Um, I don't – you know, I said last week in a, in a listener question that, you know, that Iowa State could be the – um, third, third best team in the Big Twelve. I'm kind of want to change that now. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, I think they're going to kind of fall into the middle of the pack, and um, you know, like I said, I think you've got Baylor, Kansas, kind of in that top end of stuff, and then you've got your middle, middle of the pack teams. Um, you know, the rest of the re- you've got you know, Tech, West Virginia. UT, Oklahoma, Iowa State, I think are all kind of middle of the pack. They're going to be fighting it out. And, you know, who knows? I, you know, Tech still – Tech's beaten the two top two teams, and one of them was on the road. And so there's certainly no reason if Tech can kind of reel off a few more wins, they could get to themselves the top half. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I'd say those are my two biggest surprises of the college basketball uh, season. Um we got one more uh, question. This is Cesar from El Paso asks, um, what are my thoughts on the UTEP basketball team this year? Um, UTEP's having some struggles last, last couple of, of weeks. Um, you know, I, a couple things with UTEP. I, I, I do think they made the right hire with uh, Joe Golding. Um, I think that was a really good hire. Um, 
you know, Rodney Terry kind of did UTEP a favor in in bolting to go join Judas's staff um, because I think certainly Rodney Terry would have been on the hot seat this year and the expectation would have been tournament or be fired. Um, you know, UTEP's had some bad luck with uh, COVID, uh, COVID cases and getting people out and then other injuries as well. Um, but, you know, I think Rodney Terry is the right hire. I think, you know, I, I want to give him uh, at least a couple of seasons to get some recruits in here. Um, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to pop a lead balloon on some UTEP fans here. It's never going to be like it was with Haskins in the 80s and 90s where this team is consistently in the NCAA tournament, consistently winning conference championships. And really when the 90s, the it was mid-90s, and it was over. Um, you know, college basketball is not the same atmosphere it was back in that time period. Um, the power structure of the Power Five conferences, and especially with the transfer portal now, and we've seen that with Tech. You know, Bryson Williams, one of Tech's best players, stepped up big time. Even today in the loss to Kansas State, it was Bryson Williams that kept Tech in the game. That was UTEP's best player, and he hopped into the portal. Um, Kansas State had a player, Eziagu, played at UTEP. Um, transfer portal makes it a lot easier for even the best players in these mid-major conferences to jump into the portal and and you know go to a Power Five conference team. And you know UTEP's in a it's in a one bid league, um, and they're going to be in a one bid league for a while. So I mean. If I'm a UTEP fan, here's here would be my expectations. If you can, if if Joel Golding can get this team consistently number one in the Conference USA tournament, but consistently in, into maybe the NIT, and then every few years bubble up and get in the NCAA tournament, to me that's that's do that's doing a good job. So, uh, but I think you know, I think they've done decent. It's just it, it takes a while to get get good players in, and so you know, be patient. If we're having this conversation in three years, then yeah, you know, we'll, you know, my tune will change a little bit. So anyway, uh, those are the listener questions again, love to hear from listeners. Uh, but we will, uh, take a break now and I will be back with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. And welcome back to the Chris Carpenter show. It is now time for the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. Now, today's tip of the week, I'm going to give a recommendation on a way to have a little bit of physical activity in your life and have a little bit of fun as well. Um, If you have a Nintendo Wii, and if you don't have a Nintendo Wii, you can actually get them pretty cheap. Um, Facebook Marketplace is a good place to get them. Um, they're, They're not that expensive anymore. But if you have a Nintendo Wii, there are all sorts of really fun dance games that you can do that you can do all sorts of fun exercises with. Um, one of my personal favorites is the ABBA dance game. I like to pop that in, do like a 20, 25-minute uh, set of dances. Usually it's about five or six songs, and you get a good workout out of it, and you have a little bit of fun listening to some ABBA music. There's also some country music ones that you can dance to some country music. Those are those are really fun as well. So if you're looking for like a, a workout routine or maybe to looking to enhance your workout routine, 
you know, take a, take a chance on, uh, take a chance on doing some dancing. Um, there's also some other dance games as well. There's even a Michael Jackson dance game. Um, but you know, fun way, fun way to get a little bit of physical activity into your life. So anyway, that's my tip. That is, that is, uh, my thoughts for this week. That is my Chris Carpenter tip of the week. And that is the conclusion of this week's podcast. I hope everybody has a great uh, weekend. Uh, You know, if you have a Monday off, stay safe. And I will see you next week for The Chris Carpenter Show.